Where did the Bible come from? And who got to decide what was included in the Bible? Was it a council of people? Was there a litmus test? How did we get the scriptures? This is Consider It, where we're considering questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, or the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 474747 and we'll consider your questions. To learn more about our church and everything we're doing here, visit redemption.bible. I'm Aaron Orozco. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today on Consider It. As always, let's just start with the question that was submitted. Uh, It says, how did the people who put together the canon of scripture decide what was inspired by the Holy Spirit and what wasn't? Mm. So today, yeah, we we take a very interesting question on on kind of like the reliability of scripture. I think we're going to touch on ideas of like of that kind of the history of the bible yeah um right because the origins the origins of it Mm because you know this kind of the book that you have or the app that you have is not what they were using right or they had right well they probably had scrolls back in the day right uh, so not on a book i think this is an interesting question you know to ask well how did it get here how did we get here and and how do we know it's it's what it says it is, right? Right, and is it, is it true? And, you know, this is an important question because on all of our podcasts, what do we come back to? We come back to the scriptures. Right. And so we've, uh, we have this kind of underlying supposition that the Bible is authoritative right. and trustworthy. Right. And, and we operate based on that, and all of our answers come back to that of, well, what does the scripture say? And if the scripture says it, then it, it must be true. Yeah. And so this was kind of getting a, a below that, 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 that belief, that foundation, and saying, well, wait a minute, where did the Bible come from? Right. And how do we know that it's true? And, and I think it's also a timely question because, you know, and maybe it's not at the time of this recording, the, the, the a hot topic issue, but over the years, people are always trying to criticize where did the Bible come from? You know, there's movies or books like the Da Vinci Code and sure. other things that are always seeking to discredit it, you know, other um, non-Christian scholars are, 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 you know, they're, they're always like, producing research to say, well, the Bible isn't actually true, that, well, why didn't this book get included or this, you know, the lost gospels. And so there's all kinds of stuff out there that to a Christian or a young Christian, you maybe are asking yourself like, well, wait a minute, like, are there other books out there? Right. How do we know this is? And then, and then you even have those that are under the banner of Christianity that have these other books. You know, Roman Catholics have what's known as the Apocrypha, and you have other, um, you know, which we would classify as cults or you know sects of Christianity, like uh, the uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints or Mormons that yeah. have the Book of Mormon, and you know, and then there's translations, and so ah, yeah, there, there's <laughs> a lot, and I, and I think this is a, a real really really important question for it christians is. because yeah. not only for for you the christian personally like this is kind of what you uh, stake your entire faith on right because right. it's it's the bible that says that jesus rose from the dead but but this is also 
kind of the attack on Christianity, yeah. on Christianity and the validity of it. Right. Because the kind of the argument goes, well, we can discredit the book, yeah. you know, that we believe is is God's special revelation to us. Yeah. Uh, if we can discredit that, well, then we can discredit what it says. Right. 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 So I think this is not uh, uh, just kind of like a casual, you know, it would be interesting to know. It'd be good to know. I think for Christians, it's important to, to understand yeah. and it's important to know how we can trust uh, that the Bible is the Bible, is, right? Is, it's, yeah, it's, and, I, and, and I think another point, you know, as we start talking about this, is is saying re- regarding the question who put it together and kind of who decides who decided what was inspired and what was not inspired. You know, you have to ask the question: Is it in? Is the are these books that we have inspired because you know they gave the authority to right. to the book, or do we believe that? The word of God is inherently authoritative, right? Right, right. And, and that seems maybe like a little confusing, but but it's important. There's an important difference, there is an important difference. right? Because we believe that that the word of God is inspired by Him. It's inspired right. by the Holy Spirit. That there's right. there was you know two authors. There was the human author, but yeah. that it was inspired fully by the Holy Spirit. Right. And so it gets a, its authority not from man, right? But from God Himself. That's right. That's right. It's and it's really just that recognition of this is from God. And so I like how the question even asks it, right. that, you know, that which ones are inspired by the Holy Spirit or not, because, you know, whoever submitted this is is coming from a place of recognizing the divine authorship of the scriptures. Right. And and that is so important, like you said, and, you know, Second Peter 1 says that, the men moved of God wrote these things, wrote the scriptures down. And uh, and Second Peter, th- or Second Timothy 3, rather, you know, all scripture is breathed out by God. God. And and so that's that's what's most important. That is the difference maker of these books versus anything else. Right. Is these come from 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 the Lord. And so we have to remember that that it's God saying it and just man affirming it, not man's authority saying this is God. Right. Know? Which is where every other book it, that would claim to be you know of divine origin is different. Because like the Book of Mormon is something from Joseph Smith saying this is from God, his authority saying this is from here, not God's authority and him just affirming it or the writings of Muhammad in the Quran is very different. It's them putting themselves in authority and saying this is God's word and not uh, divine origin and us embracing it as God's people and affirming it. Right. I I think that's a a really important distinction, right? So let's start, you know, what, you know, as us as Christians, what we believe the Bible to be? That's yeah. maybe a simplistic question, right. but like, let's just break that down. Right. You know, what is the Bible? Right. Which is helpful. And that's like, even the question getting to is like, well, what is the canon? Mm. Is there anything like canon? Like, no, we're not talking about, you know, big guns that shoot, you know, projectiles. Uh, the canon is the book or the body of writings here in uh, that, that we conclude in the Bible. So those 66 books, 39, what we usually call the Old Testament and 27 in the New testament um and so that's the canon it's closed there's no more books or no more writings being added to it there's none that have been left out but this is the inspired word of god and uh and that's uh those those books then um have well we'll kind of come back to answering the question the the criteria for that but that's the they're, they're of multiple authors sure 
And so of these 66 books, there's some 40 different authors that were written over, you know, period of several thousands of years. Um, and they have one unifying story within them, one unifying message, the revelation of who God is to his people. And, uh, and so when we say the Bible, it's a book, but it's, it's more like a library. It's a collection yeah. of books of 66 different uh, books written by a variety of authors with uh, communicating one message uh, from the Lord. And that's that's really awesome, you know. That's a that's a uh, just a, a a feat in itself, which sets it apart from any other work of that cohesiveness, the unity of message uh, from mul- a multitude of authors over many many years that sets it apart. That says, well, this has to have divine origins because no human uh, or you know group of humans could uh, could come up with something like that. Right. Like the the odds or the you know the possibilities the likelihood of of a people that kind of group of people from a variety of contexts over a variety of cultures uh, over you know thousands of years and all of that happening with the unity of message and and uh, uh, and 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 story it's it's just so unlikely like nobody nobody's that smart nobody could no human is that clever or intelligent and and to pass that off and for that to exist just as some kind of like you know underground conspiracy type thing like right. it's just it's just, it's just impossible to happen which which kind of brings us to to you know one of the first points of of how we can we can see how how valid these these scriptures are is even just looking at the old testament and the new testament yeah. You you see so commonly, you know, we've been even we, we've been reading through Matthew, and just in the first chapter of Matthew, you get so many quotes from the Old Testament, right? right. So so many prophecies yeah. that they're quoting from Old Testament, yeah. um, saying that they're fulfilled, right? They're now in, fulfilled in Jesus, in Jesus right? Yeah. And so you take that for two. That says two things, right? Two over time, yeah. Like you're saying, there's this cohesion of a story, but yeah. even that the 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 new testament church the jews well mm-hmm. this is before the church is born but the the new testament jews they recognize yeah they recognize old testament you know writings of the prophets as yeah. already that's already scripture they treat right. it as right. as god's divine you know revelation to them right 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 when jesus comes on the scene then you know around the turn of the uh you know the century or whatever zero ad or you know the, that and that the the old testament what we call the old testament or more accurately would be the hebrew bible uh, was already established right those 39 books were already established there was nothing lost there was nothing new they didn't recognize the apocrypha from you know that kind of intertestamental period of 400 years they had these 39 the the writings um they were in scrolls and so you even see that jesus going into the temple and he's reading from the book of isaiah you know and saying this i'm him you know he's reading he's like i'm the Woo-hoo, yeah, you hear, you hear the, the apostles quoting mm-hmm. scripture all yeah, the time, right? right. Yeah. From the Old Testament. From the Old Testament. And even then in the New Testament, you have Peter saying in, in his books and in, in, uh, at the end of Second Peter, he's saying, you've read the, the scriptures that Paul mm. has wrote right. and they're hard to understand, right. which is kind of funny because you're like, yeah, you know, you read through Galatians and you're like, Paul, you're kind of confusing me here. You know, so even sure. to Peter, who was an apostle, it's, uh, it's confusing. 
yeah, but, but, and, but a recognition of the divine origin. Right. The point you're making there is that even you know the old, even in, within the New Testament, you see uh, the early Christians regarding these epistles, the epistles that be that Paul's writing to the churches as holy scripture. Right. 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 They 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 already within their lifetime were acknowledging there's something different about this. Right. Yeah, which I think is helping. Now's the time to just answer the question: like, how? Okay, so how did they decide which ones were not? Well, there's here's here's just a basic way, and then we can kind of untangle them. But right up top here is that they had a, a pretty simple criteria: is the authorship, who was it? Is was it apostolic? Um, and then who affirmed it? You know, was this widely accepted by the by the people of God? And then was it uh, was it orthodox or was it right? Was it a continuance of the what was already been revealed? Yeah. About God, you know, and so those are that's the criteria for who decided are these divinely inspired or are these not, and why certain books were left out is because they didn't meet all three of that those criteria. Right, and and when you say you know to clarify, when you say like who's who who is who, right? Yeah. When we talking we're talking about those early early church councils right? right not early church as an acts but early after the apostolic era the affirmation of it yeah like as in who who's putting these books and who these criteria that they're looking at i mean the early church fathers yes right they, because, but they've been but even before that they were already affirming it because it was the people of god in those mm. days the book of acts you've got to remember like and this is jumping ahead to the new testament stuff but this this was a criteria even before New Testament came on the scene was, uh, but but in the case of the New Testament, those like when you think of the epistles, the books of First and Second Thessalonians, yeah, they were written to a church to right. believers in Thessalonica, and so they that was written directly to them, and they realized, wow, this is different. This isn't just any old letter that somebody's writing, but because of who wrote it, the Apostle Paul. You know, wrote this to us like this, and then it's being preserved. But it didn't just stay at that church. Now it's getting uh, spread and copied and sent to other churches in the region, and they're holding on to it and studying this. And what is what is he teaching us here? And so as that is continuing on, then from that early church there, and it's spreading to the other apostles, like we just quoted, you know, Peter recognizing that Paul's writing this stuff. Then on into the early church and all throughout the ages, even to today, of saying no. This has these not only the divine origins of the Holy Spirit, but it's coming from these apostles, from these men specifically used of God who mm. had direct revelation from the Lord. It has been uh, affirmed by all the people of God that there's something different about right. this. And then it's orthodox in that it is continuing the truth, what has already been revealed. There's not error. There's not mixture. It's not changing the story. It's not a, 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 a you know total veering away from what has already been n- delivered as true. And and it is and and it is all fitting together because like you said like talking about Matthews it is quoting from the Old Testament right. it is quoting from these things that have already been affirmed as Scripture as the Word of God right and so that's even like gone on down like the Pentateuch the first five books of the Bible Genesis Exodus Leviticus Numbers and Deuteronomy Moses wrote that Moses who has this direct revelation this this unique mediatorial relationship with God who's writing these things down it's affirmed here the people of God the people of Israel then are following it and it's and it's a cohesive message and then everything since then from the prophets and the other historical books and 
the accounts of David and, you know, things, the wisdom literature into the New Testament, it's all following that same kind of criteria. And if a book doesn't meet that, if it's from some random person, if it's not, if it's total different message, if uh, people are like, no, this isn't quite right, you know, they've stood the test of time. And and so that's really like the criteria. And so nothing has been written like that. That none of us are apostles. None of us, you know, were the, around when Jesus was there and things. And so that's why the canon has been closed, as we say. Right. And and we haven't even you know gotten into kind of like the the amount of the transcripts that we have oh, yeah. that that corroborate each other, right? right? And and interestingly enough, like what you're saying of how does it fit orthodoxy or, or not? Even even within the texts. You see, of of the man, because you know, at the time, you know, it's not like we had the internet and publishing. You know, right. it was scribes, right. you know, writing and copying down, right. you know, what what these letters were right. and what these books were, right? And so, surely, these scribes who were human, you know, made mistakes. But the interesting right. thing about all the manuscripts that they have is, you can see where they are, yeah. and and being able to see kind of like the little discrepancies of the like the human person doing it, kind of speaks to how how all the other parts that match up together and, and are the same yeah. you know this is god's word being preserved right and uh, transmitted over time and transmitted sure and it's and and how that has even happened again is just a work right. of god how he has preserved his word over thousands of years with you know with no variation right and those little errors don't don't discredit it actually it actually gives it more veracity more credence yeah because knowing the human propensity to have error it right. shows like oh no here it is and and because of the volume or the multitude of of transcripts that we have and you can see like you can see the consistency here and oh yeah it's just some yeah, guy yeah. you know he just added how many times do we spell words wrong we right. know how to spell it but just because we're writing it and when you think of these guys writing with poor lighting you know with a bone or stylus of some sort with with you know man-made ink on the back of dried animal skins called vellum or papyrus you know they're early forms of paper and things um, that it was you know it's a it's a pretty remarkable feat how God would preserve it even through those primitive methods into what we have today and and because of, of so many of those copies when you get something that that is so far out that doesn't match it's so obvious right, right? and that's yeah. how you know I, I think to, to answer the question you know there's there's a, a couple of things I think one it took uh, discernment right yep. discernment to to know and, and to have even the spirit within us in them to to be able to discern is yeah. this the word of god or not right. but i think even more than that it's it's our faith in god that he has preserved yeah. his word right throughout throughout humanity he's right. preserved his uh his Bible right. to give to us. Right. And it's relevance in every culture, right. in every era, in every time yeah, that there's that that it has stood the test of time and been just as powerful, just as relevant, just yeah. as transformative. And it was it hasn't been it's not a timepiece. It's not just been stuck there. Um, but it really makes it unique and uh, and that's just gives it more credence. And so even now we can have more assurance today because of even the you know the the length of history 
history, the length of proof right. that we have now that gives even more credence to it, even in even in from the believers in their day. You right. know, we now it's not it hasn't lessened by any means, even though people are attacking it all the time in movies yeah. and pointing to no, it was just Constantine who did it, who was probably just a pagan anyways. And, you know, that's that's entirely missing the point. It makes right. for a good movie. You know, people publish books about it and, you know, try to trace like the, you know, the secular or pagan uh, origins of Christianity. And it's just totally missing the point of of the divine authorship and the process of what it was. Sure, did Constantine make a decree or whatever, but he was only just doing that in a, you know, in a governmental or judicial sense of saying, hey, this is going to be it. But whether he said that or not wouldn't have changed the fact of what we have in the scriptures or any other council that, you know, affirmed things. They were just affirming those three criteria is already what we had, but not because they carried the authority, but because God carried the authority. And they recognized it. And they just simply recognized it. What's what's so what's so interesting is as, as you and we've talked about this before, like translations and how there's differences and yeah. you know because of the languages and all that stuff. Um, but if you look at you know scripture over time, yeah. you see that like the the message, the core message of what these books are saying are the same. Right. Like it's not changing dramatically over time. It's right. in fact it's it's staying the it's same. Staying the same. Like it's contextualizing the language and you know, and have we even talked in the English Bible, there's many translations, but like if you if you look at kind of the idea, the main idea of what they're saying, these manuscripts all like are saying the same thing, right, right. you know what I mean? So uh, I think we can trust that the Bible that we have today is is the inspired Word of yeah, God. Right, right. Christians today, like I said just a bit ago, we have all the more reason to mm. be uh, uh, certain that what we hold is the Word of God. Time right. has only proven it more faithful. It has never failed once. It, uh, any error, any accusation, uh, anything that's been brought against it has always stood the, the you know, the highest levels of scholastic scrutiny. Right. It, it has never been proven wrong. Try as they might, you know, where there's whole departments, uh, professors, whole associations, you know, that exist to really discredit the scriptures. And try as human would try. It, every single one of them fails yeah. and uh, will continue to fail, you know, and it's been a tactic of the enemy since the beginning, you know, did God really say, and to get us to, you know, doubt the reliability and the authority of God's word. Mm. And uh, every time it's proven false, uh, the, those accusations and God's word has proven true every single time, every single error, every single test that it's been put to um what we have and what you hold in your hands is uh is the inspired authoritative sufficient word of god that we can uh live and base our life on and know that we are walking in the ways of god as we uh as 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 faithfully as we can well thanks for tuning in to consider it a ministry of redemption bible church here in Brownfield, texas where we are taking on questions regarding life theology at 